0: أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وبه نستعين اللهم يسر ولا تعسر رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري وحلل وقدة من لساني يفكه قولي اللهم علمنا ما ينفعنا وانفعنا بما علمتنا وزدنا علما اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصابه وسلم uh, in our previous lesson we couldn't uh, finalize the last bit of uh, the first chapter that we were doing so we made mention of uh, regarding the importance of uh, knowledge and also the knowledge that is of benefit or the knowledge that we need to uh, seek Imam Abu Hanifa said in his saying that he considered ilm or knowledge to be of two categories and uh, he made mention of ilm al Tibbu, lil-abdan the knowledge of uh, medicine for for the body wa ilm lil and the knowledge of jurisprudence for for the uh, deen and uh, also he made mention that importance of knowledge is basically the knowledge that is being utilized which means that um, you need to use the knowledge when you say you have knowledge it has to be utilized if you learn but you don't practice what you learn there's no there's no benefit in that so it is very important to uh, practice uh, or utilize the knowledge that you've you've taken. so when he said illa amal bihi Knowledge is not, but it should, it should be something that we use it. So, and I give example of scholars who, who before they even give a talk, they themselves, you can see their, their approach towards knowledge and how much they feel before they even open their mouth to talk to people. And I remember someone was asking yesterday whether we have to be perfect before we can also advise other people. We don't need to be perfect before we advise others. The reality here is not about being perfect, but this more or less. Before I say it, I should also think about it in a way that I can also practice what I'm saying. So those are very important when we look at it. So it's say, إِلَّا الْعَمَلُ بِهِ وَالْعَمَلُ بِهِ تَرُكُ So when you are utilizing or working with knowledge, what will happen is it will stop you rushing in taking decision. You know, for a person who always thinks before they act, it makes them easy for them to stay away from trouble and also protect them from making multiple mistakes. You know, the the people of the past have a beautiful saying that goes like, you have two ears and one mouth, which gives you opportunity to listen more and talk less. You know, so a person with the knowledge will not quickly act in conclusion. They will always take their time And assess things and look at things from different dimensions and not only that as a Muslim it gives you opportunity before you jump into conclusion when you have knowledge it makes it easy for you to study things from all different angles when you hear things you don't just take decisions straight away it is not also good for a person to forget himself in what? So, when it comes to yourself, your inner self, you need to always look at what will benefit it and what will also harm it. All this knowledge will be what will help you to be able to identify that. So, so you need to ask yourself anything that you're going to do, what is the benefit of this in this dunya? and what will be the benefit in al Don't do for doing's sake. The concept of because everyone is doing, I'm also doing is un-Islamic. We don't do because people do. Now we live in a society where, for instance, birthday, there are arguments here and there, whether it's accepted or not. The most important thing is, when you see people doing things, first of all, ask yourself, why do they do that? You need knowledge. When you sit down and observe and analyze and ask questions, the origin of it, the mentality behind it, then you ask yourself, do you believe in that? Does it match with your creed? Does it match with your your faith? If yes, alhamdulillah, then you embrace it. If it does not, then you stay away from it. That is what a good Muslim will do, and you can only do that with knowledge. When people are doing something that does not justify that to be good, always learn to ask, check the origin of it. Because the Prophet ﷺ is saying, مَن Whoever imitates other people is considered as part of them. So you don't want to be part of things that are paganism, things that are haram. So it's good to always check. It's good to always ask. It's good to have an idea behind what and how so that you know where you stand. These are very important. Now, so when you are able to identify what will benefit you in this world and hereafter, then you engage more in that. And then, ma Then you stay away and avoid what will harm you, which means what will harm your soul or your, your, your nafs in this world and hereafter. Okay, You don't follow your personal desire because this desire just following your lust is how long would it take while you pile deeds or punishment for yourself for hereafter. You don't want to do that. You can only do this when you have iman and you have knowledge about what's going on around you. Why is this so? Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given you brain. He has given you wisdom. Allah has given you this to think. خَلَقْنَا وَعَلَّمَهُ bayan. We created human beings and we've given them wisdom. So you don't just do things for doing sake. When someone does, you want to assess it and see what is good about it, what is bad about it. Always you need to have that sort of mindset. It's not about being rebellious. It's not about arguing. No. Man, let's go. Let's do this. Sure? Yes. Convince me. Why do you think we have to do it? I got a boy who was smoking, I told you about some years back. It's a young boy. Was smoking and then I told him, I said, can you give me one? And he said, oh, mister, have you smoked before? I said, no, but I want to start. He said, no, 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 you can't start. I said, what's stupid? You, You are enjoying yourself. You don't want me to enjoy myself. He said, no, 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 well, uh, you don't have to. I said, no, since you are doing there's something good about it. So I want to start. And then he, he was just looking at me. I said, okay, well, look, don't rush. But first of all, just in case someone asks me why am I smoking, what should I say? And he was looking at me. I said, give me something good about smoking so that if someone asks me, I can say this is the reason behind it. You see, I've not told him not to smoke. I only want a good reason why I should smoke or why he is smoking. And that was the reason why this boy chucked the cigarette that was with him in the park in the rain. Because I asked him, if you don't justify that, I for sure, I know there are some sickness that people can get by just even inhaling the smoke that you puffed out. And for that matter, he it's enough for him to stop. Thinking, if that is the case, why will he even harm himself? So before you do something, you want to have evidence. You want to ask. Because Allah will question you. There are people on this planet like you who are mentally ill. There are people like you that cannot, they cannot connect with the reality and know things which is good and which is bad. And Allah gave you this. You are healthy. You are fully in a sound mind and you could not assess this and check what is good, what is bad. That will double your punishment on the day of Kayama. Because of what? You have the ankle, you have the brain, you have the knowledge. So if you don't utilize it, that will be evidence against you on the day of Kayama. It's always like that you know the Quran from the day you know how to read the Quran from the day you start to understand the Quran from that day onwards if you go against the Quran it becomes double for you than the person who don't know how to read or don't understand the meaning of the Quran because that Quran will be evidence against you so that doubles your punishment at the day of camera so it is good to learn it is good to understand But after understanding, the most important thing is to be able to practice what we've understood. So those are the realities, boys. When we are talking about this, we're not talking about just learning. MashaAllah, tabarakallah, I finished three books, four books, five books. I finished this book, that book. I memorized this. It's not about that. How many people are out there with big certificates? They got the certificates from different universities. But their action does not look like educated people. Why? Because they only boast with paper. But they have no education. When you are educated, your action will be like educated person. Because you use the knowledge that you got. So we ask Allah SWT to protect us from the knowledge that will not be of benefit to us. As the Prophet ﷺ will ask Allah, Oh Allah, give me knowledge. That's what the Prophet makes dua. Yeah, Allah, give us knowledge that will benefit us. And also, make what we learned, what you taught us, let it be beneficial to us. Allahumma, Alimna, Mayam, وَأُنفَعْنَا بِمَا عَلَّمْتَنَا Allah teach us what will benefit us and let what we've learned be of benefit to us. نَعُوذُ بِاللَّهِ مِنْ سُخْتِهِ وَإِقَابِهِ We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to protect us from us disobeying Him and also protect us from His punishment. وَقَدْ وَرَدَ فِي مَنَاقِبِ الْعِلْمِ وَفَذَائِلِهِ آيَاتٌ Indeed, there are verses of Qur'an, lots of verses, that spoke about importance or the benefits of knowledge. Lots of them. But of course, as the book made mention here, and lots of ahadith that spoke about importance of knowledge. But here, the playwright of the book is saying, he does not need to go through all these ahadith to prove evidence and importance of knowledge, so that it does not lengthy. He does not want to lengthen the book that he wrote. That is the book of Ta'limul mutaalim So those are in in a nutshell what we finish off regarding um, first haqiqat uh, al ilm. We're going to take the next chapter. Um, if we have time, if not, we just stop here. Uh, okay, so inshallah, what we're going to do is we're going to st- start with the next chapter, but we're just going to touch a bit about it, and uh, that's it. Uh, next next lesson, we just go further to talk more about it, inshallah. So I was planning to just quickly look at some um, of the evidence, but... Uh, I couldn't save this. Now, فَصْلٌ فِي فِي So, this chapter will be telling us about the intention that we do before seeking knowledge. We need to have good intention. And we spoke about this in our previous uh, discussion. Anything that you do, you need to have good intention before that. لَهُ مِنَ فِي زَمَنِ It is very important before you indulge and engage yourself in seeking knowledge, you need to have intention. As intention is the origin of all of our affairs. Intention is the origin, is the beginning, is the foundation of everything that we do. لِكَوْلِهِ عَلَيْهِ وَالسَّلَامُ As the Prophet said, Every action is assessed according to intention. So we need to have intention. How do we have intention? To finalize our lesson today, we're going to look at two ways how our intention can be good or bad. I know we don't have much time. We're quickly going to talk a bit about this. There's hadith of the Prophet ﷺ that said, he said, most often people will start some actions just to show off, just for dunya. They do some actions for dunya, but then down the track, the action would tend to be as part of the actions of akhira, and they will get reward for that. Someone can start something just for worldly gain. But while the person is in this action, somewhere they, they were able to rectify their iman. I was trying to do this to show off. But where I reached now, I saw the benefit and the importance of it. I'm not interested of even people seeing this anymore. Now I'm happy doing it for the sake of Allah. Intention has changed while the person is in that. Then, now... Instead of for dunya, it has become for akhirah, and they get reward for that. Same thing applies to, أَعْمَالِ ثُمَّ مِّن أَعْمَالِ Sometimes also people will start, I want to do it for the sake of Allah. Well, While they were in there, something happened, and now the, the intention is changed. And now they are doing it for the sake of dunya. And they lose the reward so our intention is very important whatever we do it the intention the ulama will tell you this very clear anything that you do if the intention is for the sake of allah if you have a good intention you get reward for that you can sleep everyone goes to sleep at night but you get reward for sleeping you can eat everyone eats but you get reward for eating you can drink Everyone drink, you get reward for drinking. You can go to the park and exercise, play soccer, whatever. Everyone comes home naturally, tired or whatever. You get reward for what you did because of what? The good intention. I'm going to sleep early with the intention to be able to wake up for Fajr. My aim I don't want to miss Fajr. So let me go to sleep so that I can wake up. My intention to go to sleep at that moment, because of waking up to pray, that intention has made my sleep ibadah. I need to eat good food so that I will be healthy. I need the energy to worship Allah. Then I will be rewarded for that. All right? Let me exercise so that I will keep my body fit to be able to worship Allah because the intention is to be able to serve Allah, I get reward for that. Okay? That's why the Prophet is saying, Al qawi, a believer that is strong. Is more beloved to Allah than the believer that is weak. So why don't I want to be a beloved to Allah? So I want to take care of myself. I want to look after myself. I want to have good intention in every single thing that I do so that I will be able to have reward for every action that I take. So our intention, you want to fill your stomach because you just want to eat. While someone is saying no, the Prophet ﷺ said, do not fill your stomach to the tip. Divide it into three. (laughs) Whoever ate over the limits of their stomach, they have eaten haram. So, whoever ate above his uh, food has eaten haram. So, it's not about because the food is there you have to eat. No. Divide your stomach into three one for food, one for water, one for air. This is what Islam is talking about. It's not about how much you eat. It's not about how much you eat. You want the barakah of the food, not the quantity. How many people have eaten lots, they just got sick, and others just ate little, and they're okay. So it's not about the quantity, the quality. And the Prophet is telling you, eat, but divide your stomach into three. Water, the food, and then the air. When you eat too much, shaitan takes advantage of you. Because the energy you got, where do you put it? You start to mess around. The energy you got, if it's excess and you don't utilize it well, what will be? Shaitan will start to play around with you. And to avoid that, you need to make sure that you do things right. So, inshallah, we will start from this hadith, uh, inshallah, in our next lesson. And then we continue on this. سبحانك اللهم وبحمدك نشهد الله إله إلا أنت ونستكفرك ونتوب إليك سبحان ربك رب العزه عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين